button with dread. Welcome back to Shock Treatment with Mel and Manny. And today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the top horror films that were praised up and beloved in 2019. How you doing, Mel? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. <laughs> we got a, a decent list. It'll take a little bit. Yep. So let's roll on yeah, into it. And, we, and the good thing about it is, is we pretty much both have the same movies on our list. Yeah. So that works. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. It may not be in the same spot, but we both have them. We'll, uh, we'll start off the list with The Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jamoosh film starring Bill Murray and Adam Driver <laughs> and Chloe Sigavon or something like Savigny. that. Savigny. Savigny. Yeah. Have you seen it? I saw it. Um, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, for what the hype was it, yeah. around it, it could have been better. Yeah. But other than that. I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of Jim Jamoosh's better films. You know, Bill Murray plays are really kind of dry. His comedy wasn't really comedy. Like, yeah, he was, was the least comedic part of the whole film. Which was, I think, I think what what threw me off the most yeah. about it. Because Bill Murray is usually the funniest person in the movie. Usually, yeah. Um, what's her name? Um, the girl who played the, the alien. I forget her name, the actress. Oh, God. Everybody loves her. I forget her name. But she was a very fun character. The, the the lady that plays the mortician in the film for anybody. I think I think everybody that was in that movie was like pretty well known and yeah. I know that was her second film with with Jamu. She did that uh, Last Lovers Left or something like yeah. that. The one before that with the vampires. Um, I have the name of her, her name on my tongue, but I don't want to murder it, so I'm not even going to bother to say it. Chloe Savigny. Oh God. Esther Balin? No, she was the one that was in the Suspiria reboot. Maya Delmont. I'm actually going to, I'm just going to look it up on IMDb. Just because it's going to drive me crazy. Rosie Perez was in it. I remember that, yeah. That was kind of funny. Selena Gomez was in it too, which was Yeah, very... briefly. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, yeah. She did She's... a great job. She was probably my favorite character in it. Yeah, like just, and when you see people like Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop's a familiar face. I mean, he was only movies. a zombie, but it was, it good. was just it was fun. so funny. Yeah. But it was it was definitely a fun movie, and you see, there was a lot of people in it that you really wouldn't expect to see the, in that movie. The Riz is in there. Yep. The dude, that guy, I like that guy that worked that little shack that was a horror fan. I forget his name. He was also in uh, God's Pocket with Philip Seymour Hoffman and um, Jesus himself, John Turturro. Yeah, but, I can't remember. Yeah. Like, there was just so many. Yeah, Rizzo was definitely an interesting one in in there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about a film that we just recently watched. Which one? The Child's Play reboot that everybody really liked. I really Play. liked it, and the more uh, I the more I watch it, the more I'm liking it. I agree. I thought it was really <laughs> good. I watched it for the first time this evening. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was original. I liked how they kind of took the theme. But went in a whole different direction. Type made it more deal. modernized. Made it more modernized. That was cool. It made it even more realistic. You know what I mean? And like when I first saw the, like the first trailers, mm. or, well, not even the trailers, the posters. Yeah. And you know, and they finally showed the new Chucky. I'm like, yeah. oh come on, this is corny as hell. Yeah. This is gonna be lame. Blah 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 blah. And you know, when we first went and saw it when it came out, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't crazy. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. 
So I was like, I couldn't wait to rewatch it. You saw it in theaters? And, yeah, I saw okay. it in theaters the weekend it came out. I've seen The Dead Don't Die in theater. I brought my, my nephew Andrew with me, actually. I figured there you go. Date it night. wouldn't be too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't it that bad. too horrific. Yeah, the, the scariest parts were, you know, the makeups. You know? Yeah, because there was really no, there was nobody killed. It wasn't yeah. like a normal horror movie. Yeah, it was fun. He laughed. Yeah. He, it was, I, I could tell it was nervous laughter. But he laughed. Yeah, I you know think it, I mean? it was that was more appropriate than the time I took my baby cousins to see scary movie, not you know realizing how bad that was going to be. It was more appropriate than the time my uncle showed me. Um, Debbie does Dallas. I, I spit on your grave when I was like three <laughs> years old. So yeah, you know everything's more appropriate nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with the the look of Chucky was interesting when I first seen the picture. Like I said earlier, like. It, to see it a still picture of it, it doesn't look creepy, but like when you see the face moving and when he's actually in motion, yeah, in and motion, like talking, it, does, it and... does look very creepy because like he's got that square American man jar and stuff, in yeah. it, and you're like, oh, this is kind of. But in the same weird. token, you want you're laughing, yeah, while he, you know, while he's talking yeah. or when he was learning the movements and the motions to, yeah. in the movie, like when he was brushing his teeth with Andy, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, the the comedy behind certain movements yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that he had. So, you know, it was fun. It was yeah. definitely, it was different. It wasn't the usual, you know, reboot. Yeah. Well, how'd you feel about them not taking the Charles Lee Ray route with it? And the, like, no voodoo, that's, just Yeah, that's what, I, I think, mechanical. I think that's what made it original, better fresh. and original than, yeah. you know, like I said, the typical reboot. Right. They just, you know, they pretty much, they steal the idea from, and run with the original mm-hmm. and they just change a few things here and there. Yeah. And this one, it, you know, same premise, but they put a spin on it to yeah. make it modern and more hip. And mm-hmm. so not having that whole voodoo premise was right. actually good. It worked. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the technology. Like you said, it's very modern. You don't really need the voodoo. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Because any of that stuff, you know, stuff goes haywire every day. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I've yet to see anything, you know, start, you know, robots start murder, murdering people. But, you know, who well, knows what's going to happen. Hopefully they don't. You have a bunch over here that could come get you in the night. Well, I have a bunch of dolls, but none of them are robots. And to think the whole problem came from an unhappy factory worker. Yeah, no kidding. And there's in tons Vietnam. of those. In Vietnam. Yep. That's true. It's a sign of the times. Yeah, no kidding. Poor bastard ends up meeting his demise. Well, we all got to meet our demise one day. Yeah, just not because of a friggin' awful man at boss. Yeah, true fact, true fact. (laughs) Um, Another film that was uh, talked about was The Lighthouse. I liked the Hitchcock vibe to it. Yeah. You know, that was another one we just recently watched together. And um, it was definitely, it wasn't a role that I would see. I'm so used to Robert Pattinson being in Twilight. I like his roles. He's doing more now. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to lose yeah. my, my horror card for this one. But, like, you know, like, Twilight's, like, my guilty pleasure movies. I've never Not seen even going to front. Yeah, hey. I'm not even going to front. That's I my guilty pleasure. Be, I expect, respect but, you for a bit. <laughs> but, like... So, you know, from seeing him in that and then mm-hmm. you seeing him in the lighthouse, it was a completely different role for him yeah. because, like, he doesn't get naked. Like, the closest he comes to nudity in, like, the Twilight movies is he takes his shirt off mm-hmm. and, you know, is bare-chested. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you know, 
I don't want to, you know, spoil it, yeah, but yeah. you see a lot more than just his chest in this movie, you know? Yeah. He's actually, you know, he actually literally shows his ass. Yeah. So, that's different for him. That's what people wanted. You know what I mean? I, and you got Willem teach Dafoe. Teach their own Willem Dafoe. <laughs> always give, always, Willem Dafoe always gives his all for every movie, yeah. no matter what it yeah, is. Yeah, and he was super creepy in that. Like, I mean, there was, like... We did laugh at the end, mm-hmm. late near the end. A lot of the stuff that he was saying while they were battling it yeah. out had us dying, mm-hmm. even though it was like a serious. It was supposed to be like a serious thing. Yeah, it, just the way he would he says things and delivers his lines. It's like, are you like you're crazy? It's hilarious because yeah. they were so in their own minds and in their own heads. Yeah, what'd you think of the in the heads thing? The the, the the, the um like the, the you know the meanings behind things and stuff i don't know a lot movies are like are starting to touch a lot more on mental illness yeah and you know it's amazing what being by yourself or even with just one other person yeah. yeah the cabin fever portion it happens mm-hmm. every day yeah. <laughs> you know you get in your own head and you start thinking and that's it it's a wrap you know you, it take your mind will take you many places you didn't think it would yeah it, it, I th- there was some dad issues in there. There was a lot of issues in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, to go back to the, I mean, it was very original and fresh. I liked the way that it was shot. Who's Nobody's shooting things on black and white anymore. No, you haven't seen anything um, like that since Hitchcock. Exactly. And they, or Clerks. Yeah. Clerks. Yeah, but that was different. That's true. I know that's what you mean. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. But, like, horror yeah. wise, you don't, that's not a typical thing that you see anymore. Yeah. It was his uh, follow up to The Witch. Which, when I first seen The Witch, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't either. Yeah. I, I I was like, I can't believe I bought this movie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was beautifully done, you know, considering the time, mm-hmm. the way they spoke, you know, the costumes and everything. Yeah. Like, that much. But other than that, I was like, what the hell is going on right now? I remember Robert Patterson's first real breakover, move over from the Twilight movies. He did a Cronenberg movie, Cosmopolis or something like that. I haven't um, seen that. Where he, it was like a futuristic movie where he was like this tycoon of some big company, some super rich guy. I want to say the majority of the film happens in like a futuristic limo, um, but I could be there could be more to it. Um, I don't even remember if I've seen the whole movie, but I, I remember, <laughs> it was that good. Yeah, it was that good. Well, Cronenberg's movies are usually pretty solid. He's one of those older directors that still kind of pump out good flags. You know what I mean? You got like Eastern Promises was, was really good. History of Islands. Um, but with Robert Patterson, you know, he's back, he's kind of like the dude from Harry Potter who, like, they did their big things, and now they're taking more chances with, like, independent films and stuff like that. Trying to rebuild and get away from the Harry Potter, you know, I don't want to be known as Harry Potter for the rest of my life. He doesn't want to be known as Edward Cullen for the rest of his life. Swiss Army Man was pretty good with, uh, Paul Dano. Um, who's an underrated actor. Um, but Robert Patterson just recently, the film before, I don't know if it was the film he did before this, but I know the, the Sadafi brothers who did that Uncut Gems movie with Adam Sandler that's getting a yeah. lot of mention right now. Uh, their film before that was a movie called Good Time, and um, he's the star of that, and that, he did really good in that. I like when they, you know, the best decision for him to do is what they're doing is when they've had these huge box office movies. Well, he's like, about to be the next Batman. He's about to be the next Batman, and I think he'll actually be a good Batman. Okay. I like Affleck, too. People I, hate yeah, I, I, he wasn't, like, yeah. it could have been worse. Right. But compared to what people were used to, 
being cast for Batman, like, that was kind of a stretch. Yeah. So, but, but I, they could have cast worse. I think, you know, Robert Eggers, the guy who directed The Lighthouse and The Witch, I think he's kind of coming into maybe some some of the praise that he's been getting. Like, I really didn't like The Witch. I thought The Witch was really kind of a letdown. Yeah, yeah. for the build-up that that one had. And I was very worried that The Lighthouse was going to be the same exact thing. I was like, ugh. Yeah, I was, yeah. like, we kept wanting to see it just because of the fact that it was, like, based in New England, mm-hmm. early in early New England days. Yeah, well, so he's a... that was kind of why we wanted to see it. And then, I, I like I said, I, I saw The Witch, and I was, like, yeah. not really overly impressed with the entire thing. But I think he's, like, the filmmaker himself is from massachusetts or like rhode island yeah which is always good because you know you kind of support the yeah i like support the funny thing about the filmmakers that make it out of our little area is that when they're like on their come up we never hear about them yep. like i don't remember him making like a low budget movie and in, in, you know what i mean in the community um but what they do is i think they just go to film school and then they come back and they make their movies here and then they take off because i remember when the witch was looking for extras and I wish I knew that it would have been that it was going to be what it was going to be. Yeah. Because I mean, we some people in Groundhog we were talking about earlier uh, are in the witch as you know background, background. And stuff. But yeah, I would love to have gone on the set just to kind of maybe even you know stand around and do something just to be yeah, you know maybe I, maybe you could have become a member of the team maybe you know what I mean. Well, that's like one that, of those things. That show that I think was it Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new one. Oh yeah, a lot of that was shot in this area. Yeah, the Joe oh, Hill. Yeah. I uh. Uh, James Lamont turned me on to him. Yep. I'm currently reading, um, what is it? Uh, not Nosferatu, but he did another book. <sighs> we, it is a little late in the studio today, folks. So, it's the one about... Yeah, our brains are not functioning for, quite yeah, as For well. anybody that knows, knows his books, um, it's the one about the guy who collects all the different... Th- collects all these weird, like, serial killer memorabilia and stuff, and he gets... Heart Shaped Box. That is what it is called. I've heard of the book. I've never read it. I started reading it recently. Not the Nirvana song. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's where he took it from. Because he seems like he's around our age. Yeah. He's Stephen King's son. You know, that's how Yeah, I mean. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, even though he doesn't use the Stephen King name. Yeah. But I think Joe Hill like, Joe, is yeah. Stephen King's real name or something like that. Because I don't think Stephen King's is actually Yeah, because he's been floating around. I think that now it's just a pen name. Um, yeah. Because going to him, too, we've been watching that show, The Outsider. Right. And he helped write that, I believe they said, too. I think too. he did, yeah. So, he's been doing a lot. Yeah, not, like, maybe a month or two ago, I remember they did, they were doing some special book signing for, like, 60 bucks. You went to this, you went to this book signing where you didn't get to meet him, but they did a read from the book, him and his son did reads from the books, and you could get, you got the book signed. Which was nice. Yeah, which you know isn't bad I mean? because that doesn't usually yeah. happen. The pet cemetery cat. The pet cemetery cat is driving through my house. Which right I know now. you liked the pet cemetery movie, which yep. I think was last year. Do you want to? Talk? I didn't like it. Do you want to I, talk a little bit I about it? I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was a good tie-in. You, you know, like my little, you know, my he brain's does. not that slow today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been pretty on the ball with the jokes and the comments, though. Yeah. So you know, it's not too bad. But I didn't mind the new pet cemetery movie. I mean, it wasn't the original it wasn't what we grew up with yeah but again it mm-hmm. from it changed the story it was a lot darker yeah. than 
the original. I, I liked that it wasn't the ba- the little boy getting killed this time. That it, it, was, it was the girl. The do- yeah. They flipped it a little. Like, it was... To go back to the Child's Play reboot, it was kind of like how I said they kind of took a theme but flipped the formula. Yeah. I think that they didn't really flip the formula when they made the No, they just, they just, they didn't flip enough. Right. But it still wasn't as awful. There's been worse reboots. And there's certain things that you want to bring in, bring back. Yeah, because if you don't, it it takes away from it. Like, I think the John Lithgow character should have been a little bit more like, you know, uh, Munster, like the... Like, like in the first yeah, one. Yeah, like the first one. Well, I mean, I mean, was it Herman Munster? I mean, Herman you Munster, can't... Yeah. That guy was... Great. Phenomenal. He's like, also you can't... The, the, the judge and uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. How can you beat that? You know? There's just certain characters that you can't change. Yeah. No, I agree. Or, or, you know... It's like It Chapter 2. Oh. Very good. You know, when I... A lot of people... I heard a lot of people not liking it, Chapter Two, but I think they were looking a little too deeper into it. Um, well, you... too many people too are still like butthurt over the fact that you know how are you going to make a movie and it's not with Tim Curry, but what Skarsgård did with it, yeah, was phenomenal because he thing, made yeah. it his own. He he wasn't trying to be Tim Curry because he knows you're not going to be Tim Curry. Yeah, so he took it and he made it his and. I think he did a he knocked it out of the park with he it. He really did. I think uh, I, I actually I think liked... he's kind of creepier than Tim Curry's Pennywise because Tim Curry's was yeah, he, yeah Tim Curry's was more comedic. Yeah. Whereas Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise is a lot darker evil. and more evil yeah. and like you said there's more there's more to him than yeah. in the Tim Curry version. In the second half of even the TV version is kind of slow. You know and what I mean? Not, and yeah. this one was Yeah. Jumping from yeah. beginning to end. And I, I, I started to read the book at one point, but I never finished it, so I don't know what's what. But I, I did like how the second one, it had callbacks to the first TV version second half, but like yeah. it wasn't in order. Like with Stan, when, with Stan's head. Yeah, you know, some of, this, they, know, they kept, yeah. they kept like Stan's suicide, they kept that, that was the same. Yeah. Um, the the only thing I think they really changed with that was like the whole part about, and I, I'm I'm not even positive I'd have to rewatch the original one, mm-hmm. but I think like where he says at the end that he sends the letters to all of them. Yeah, he sends letters I think in the first one, but it wasn't like to the detail that it was they were it was uh, yeah, written in I this one. I don't think he even does letters. I think it's a phone call that I, when it's they call something, they talk to the wife or something. But at the end he, they there's still something that you know lets them yeah. all know that he was still part of that even though he wasn't physically there. Yeah, like in the in the in the original second half, like I believe his head's in a refrigerator and Yeah, it shows like up a, a couple of a times. library or something yep. like that when they see it and in this one it was like when they were in you know the hub, so to speak, yeah. of of where like Pennywise, Pennywise lives at. But I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, the there's a special like the ghouls and ghosts in in, in Machete's version of the It movies. Yeah, you know I I think this they're they're a little off than what you see in other films. Um, but I like that. I think that's because he's like a foreign director. And he brings that little flavor to it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and, like, I mean, it's a, it takes a lot to, you know, even with the jump scares mm-hmm. for me with movies and, like, where Beverly goes back to her childhood home. Yeah. And the old ladies in there. That was very creepy. Yeah, yeah. when she comes charging 
yeah, 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 that yeah. actually made me jump because I wasn't too. ready for that. And she was real big and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how they did the callbacks to like in the first movie where they have like that weird hippie Jesus type character with yep. the club foot. Like they brought him back, you know, when, when it's being pulled back into the hole and it's changing all the faces. It goes into like that face from like the first one with the girl in the painting that comes yep. out. So I liked how like. He still kept the movies connected like that. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, the, it was all kind of the same ghouls within. Um, and there was still a lot of things, like, that touched on the book. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's, like, a story behind the turtle and yeah. whatnot. When you, if you read the book, that all makes sense. It ties it all in. Yeah. Because I think it was, like, from outer space. Or, like, the, the whole outer space thing is mm-hmm. where Pennywise supposedly originated from. In the book? Yeah. Okay. So, you know. It wasn't necessarily the clown. He wasn't a killer clown from out of space. Not the whole time, no. <laughs> That's good. The um, but yeah, I remember we were talking about a lot of people had an issue with the the opening scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think that was like the only part that people really were complaining about. That it was too in much. The theater. It was too much. So yeah, did you ever read the book? I not. I had not recently. I had. God, I think I read that book when it first came out as a kid, but I haven't really read it since. Because I think the, I think the second half of the TV movie just opens up with Mike Hanlon in, yeah, in the town, it's not... and like the police are finding another body, but we don't see it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm um, pretty sure. So yeah, like right. that that whole take with the with the two gentlemen that get killed. I think one of them. No, they both one. One got killed. Okay, they, but they both got beat up. Man. Yeah, yeah, the um, yeah. I mean, it was modern with the times and such too. So who knows? I mean, it could, it could have been in the book, might not have been in the book. But I thought it was a good. I mean, that whole like the whole thing that um, like the the, the hinting of the little love story between two of the main characters. Yeah, yeah. So what's Eddie and um, uh, the girl. Um, no, no, the two guys. Oh, and the and the and the that are part of the losers club. Oh, really? Oh, oh, you, Eddie you, got, you and, took um, that from it when the one when, the, when one of them at the end of them doesn't quite complete the battle. Yeah, there, okay. there was like a thing that they had like a interesting. Love I didn't pick up on that, that, but I could see that. Cause yeah, they, they were, were very, hinting at it. Those two were very very when, close. When, when yeah, when that other guy didn't meet meet, you know, I'm, I'm sure yep. people have seen it now. One of them dies. Um, there was. Yeah, one character was very emotional when the other yep. ones were almost like, hey, what can you do? Right, you it's going to, I mean? you know, because I don't want to, like, say too much and ruin it in case people haven't seen it yet, yeah. you know, because, like, if you're, like, me half the time, you don't get to see movies right away, mm-hmm. but... I mean, I just there was, less than a week yeah, ago. Yeah, that's why yeah, I'm, that's why I'm not trying, I'm trying to say, not say too much, yeah, but... Yeah, true. You know, still touch on certain aspects of the film that were different from the original. Yeah. And I will say I was wrong because when we first talked about this um, before it came out, um, I said that I think because there were some bigger name actors in it that it might take away from the movie. But I don't. Th- I don't feel it did. Um, like uh, I think they cast the right people for yeah. the Losers Club as adults. James um, Mc- McAvoy. I love him. I do too. And like I thought he because at the time he was so huge. Yep, because he had just come off of doing Glass. Yeah, and... yeah, and. Um, I thought, and Split was huge for him. Yeah. The um, I thought that he was gonna kind of be the front runner, 
which like it was an even divide of all the characters. It wasn't like here's the star. They all played an important part, yeah. which I thought was a good way to and play. And they all and even the Losers Club as adults, mm-hmm. they had a good rapport with one another. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like forced. Like the, it wasn't bad acting. Like, yeah, like the kids, like when the, all the kids in the first half, mm-hmm. they had a better rapport than. It seemed the kids did in the first, the yeah. original. It, well, we met the kids. Yeah. A good chunk of them, I remember. Yeah, at Comic-Con. They, they were all super sweet. Very cool, yeah. Very, they're absolutely adorable. One of them's a, um, a little black boy. I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm My brain's fried today. Um, that oh, played Mike. Mike Hanlon. Yeah. yeah, he's from Massachusetts. Oh, is he? I think, I think he's from Springfield. Oh, very cool. So, because... um. Omar was souped about it. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, because so he like, he's a hometown boy. Yeah, well, that's cool. So, you know, it's nice to see, like you said, it's nice to see people that are from our area yeah. out there doing their thing and, you know, giving our little states, you know, a name. Again, I've never seen him at auditions or in the casting group around me. <laughs> i just seen him on the big screen blown up, which more power to him. He found the, uh, the he got his road. Na- yep. So beautiful for him, man. Yep, that's good great. for him. I mean, he's like, what, 15 and... He's probably good. He doesn't have to at least worry about college tuition when he gets to that time. Yeah. I think locals get caught in the struggle, and for whatever reason or not, I think we just... Yeah. It's difficult to get to the big screen, you know what I mean? In that, in the sense of Hollywood and such. But it's just fun doing your thing, too. Well, if you're going to make films, you got to make it because you love it, not because you think you're going to be rich big, off it, because yep. you got a rude awakening coming to you. <laughs> if you think you're going to get rich and famous <laughs> off of it. Um, <clears throat> at best, you can just make people happy with your films. Um, but yeah, Chapter 2 I thought was really good, you know? And I love the first reboot. We talked about that yep. before. Yeah, I, I have no complaints about that. I think both films were phenomenal. I mean, when we went and saw it, we saw that opening weekend, too. And that movie, we, they, got a, they got a standing ovation at the end of yeah, Chapter oh, 2. I've that. never gone to a horror movie, and when it ends, every single person that was in that theater stands and applauds a movie. Yeah. Not not for a horror movie, and not for a movie, period, have I ever seen that. Yeah. And when that movie ended, every single person stood up and applauded. That's like, cool. I mean, horror is making its comeback, slow but sure. Yeah. You know, it was a while. It's been a while since there's been so many different horror movies out, and, you know, I think the horror fans I've spoken, you know, they want to see more i think it's because of the people that were fans of those 80s and you know movies and such are now at that place where now they're the ones making the films so like they got not to say more passion for it but i think they're more they can tie up the old school and the new school better yeah yeah they have better understanding of the new times and now, you've seen scary stories to tell in the dark i didn't see it i saw it it? what'd you think of that i mean it wasn't a favorite. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I mean, I kind of just wanted to see it because of the fact that that was like a Famous book that book. I loved yeah. as a, a kid growing yeah. up. So I wanted to see how creepy the stories would be on the right. big screen. And with a PG rating, and, I think. Yeah, I think like it was that. like PG. Yeah. So it was like super hokey, yeah. you know, because I think they were trying to make it not too scary because so that they could uh, get more of a younger audience in there. I heard they were trying to make it more money. Of course they were. And that was what all they were focused on, making that more money. Yeah. Mo money, and mo I money. think that's why it didn't, you know, do certain, as well as it could have. Yeah, there's a certain group of people that really like it, but I heard a lot of hate for it. Yeah, it, it, it I mean, the characters were cool, mm-hmm. but overall, 
like it was really bad acting yeah like considering i don't i don't i don't think i remember i don't recall one person in that movie that i even recognized right so you know it was pretty much an unknown which can be good which can be good sometimes. yeah but when like you said when you're only about making money right it takes away from the purity of mm-hmm. what you're trying to do amen amen <laughs> um another film that we watched this evening three from hell the third installment of Rob Zombie's um, House Firefly, I guess, Firefly, Firefly trilogy. Plan. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love Rob Zombie. I'm not even going to front. I yeah. got into his movies before I even listened to his music. Yeah. Because, you know, that wasn't my type of music. Right, right. Growing up, I was always like the R&B mm-hmm. type, not the I heavy seen, metal. I seen the poster when yeah, I Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like the most eclectic person like my taste is all over the map so yeah yeah i i was watching horror movies listening to rough ends or mm-hmm. mary j blige type of deal yeah. but yeah i i saw house of a thousand corpses in 2003 i think is when it came out i think so yeah i was working at the hospital mm. and a bunch of us yeah. went to see it and I'll never, like I said, like when we talked when I told you earlier, I'll never forget it. Everybody's sitting in the theater and that scene where Otis has got the cop on his knees outside, yeah, and it goes into the, like that freeze frame and like kind of circles. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, and it just stop. Everything just stops, and everybody in the theater's like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with the movie? Why did it stop?" <laughs> They're yelling and getting ready to get mad, and people are starting to walk out because they thought there's something wrong with the movie. And I'm and my friends are like, "Come on, let's go. There's something wrong with the film." I'm yeah. like, "There's nothing wrong. Just sit down and yeah. let the movie play." And then when, you know, the gunshot went off, everybody's like, oh my God, you are right. It's not, I'm like, you got to leave that moment style. of suspense and style. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, you got to give him credit. The man's original. He really is. Yeah. I, I love Rob Zombie. I mean, I'm another local boy. Yeah. Local boy. I, I was a fan of the, the music as well before, well before I can't say as well, Yeah. but before, you know, with white zombie and then we did Rob Zombie. And um, I think he was like Power Man Five Thousand too, or his, his brother, cousin his or something. Yeah, uh, Spider from Power Man Five Thousand. I know, I know, it was family related. Yeah, they're from Haverville, I think. Yeah, originally. But um, yeah, I didn't know what to think because you know, I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I thought The Devil's Rejects is probably his masterpiece. Right? Yeah, there. I like Lords of Salem too a lot. And a lot of people, don't like people it. don't. I don't. I think to really fully like that movie, you have to know a little bit about the. Salem witch trials, yeah. like, and backstories into, like, witchcraft and whatnot. And if you don't really understand a lot mm-hmm. of that, you're not really going to understand that movie. And it also was very different than his regular style. Yeah. That's 35 millimeter, 16 millimeter, the real gritty feel, you know, the slide shots and stuff. Type yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah, that was more of your typical witchy, like, almost ghost type movie. Yeah. Not so much his style. But, um, Three from Hell, yeah, like, um... I was kind of iffy on it. You know, our buddy Sid in it, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, man, do they really need to make a sequel like 10 years later? You know what I mean? Right. It seemed like one of those things that was just kind of. And it was, it was, money. it was a rumor for so long mm-hmm. because they didn't, you know, they didn't want to do it. And then it was, he didn't have the rights anymore. Lionsgate owned the rights to yeah. all the characters. So they couldn't do a third installment. Yeah. And then out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do three from hell. And I, I wasn't a fan of thirty one. 
I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like a big fan of it. I mean, it, it had moments that were really cool, but as like a film, I didn't really, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Like, it I was, this was it felt kind of rushed. Yeah, well, the whole story with 31, I believe, was he wanted to make a movie because there was a And couple, that was fan crowd. Fan yeah, funded. Yeah, yeah, fan funded. I think this, no, this wasn't, but this is a Saban. Um, and like yeah, Lionsgate big, and yeah. Saban Entertainment. The um, but yeah, thirty one was fan was fan funded. I remember there's a story about how he wanted to make another movie because he was originally attached to an action movie, and that they pulled the plug on that. And for a while, he was trying to do a Groucho Marx movie, which I really want to see him do because I think yeah, be because great. like all these characters yeah are based from off Devils of are, are yeah. based off of that. So why Their not? Names, yeah. So like, and I remember hearing something about thirty one where he said. That he just didn't care, and what he did is he came up with the worst idea possible and pitched it to the studio, and they, and said, they said okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Because even um, <clears throat> like at the first Terracon where I met Malcolm McDowell, yeah. he even said I thought that movie was shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was like that was like a big waste of time, but it, at the same time it was fun, and it was you know it's just it's another role, another way to get your name out there yeah. for you know people that may not know who he is. Right. So it was kind of like Kevin Smith's Yoga Hoses, yeah, which I love Kevin Smith. But Yoga Hoses was, like, such a terrible movie. Like, yeah. And people will go, people will say that Red State was bad, which I liked Red State. People will say Tusk was bad. I loved Red, Tusk. I thought, I thought Tusk, Tusk was, was great. Really good, yeah. But, yeah, Yoga Hoses was kind of a letdown, I'll say. Yeah, that one I haven't watched. I haven't, I, it's been in my queue forever. And yeah. I just, ha- I just, I, I get to it and I'm like, do I want to do this? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was pretty fun, too, if you get a chance to watch it. I did see that. That was hysterical. I was laughing yeah. my face off the entire time. He's actually in Rhode Island tonight. They're showing it at the Columbus Theater. Hell yeah. We've seen me and Alex, Alexander the Hawk went to the Wilbur Theater to go see it. Yeah. And there's, I would say, I would suggest it. I mean, the, the tour is probably over soon, but the best way to see the movies with a big audience of his fans, because they love it, and... It's like a rock show where you go with all the fans and everybody sings along to the songs yep. and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a fun movie. It was, it was funny. Uh, it's just... there. He's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how he casts his daughter and then his late daughter sitting yeah, there yeah, talking yeah. junk about him. About him and yeah. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, you she cast w- me in these crappy-ass movies. And <laughs> she was in the new Tarantino movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, she was one of the Manson girls. And I like the fact that, you know, she doesn't want to be known as his daughter because mm. she wants to do her own thing okay. and, you know, make a name for herself, not based on who her father is, yeah. which is a good thing, too. Yeah. You know, she wants to show people that, well, I can do this. I'm mm-hmm. not just, you know, in this movie because, you know, this is my dad. Yeah. And she's not that bad of an actress. She, I mean, right. she oh, was a big role in that, you know, yeah. like the big thing. It was like mostly around her character pretty much because, you know, showing that, you know, that's. <laughs> you, got see, you got to see Jay Muse do some emotional acting yeah. too, which you know he could do it. Um, you like Sherry Moon Zombie? You thought this was the best movie? I, for I think her, with her, her that was it? yeah. It was, Part three, yeah. Back to, back to Rob Zombie. Yeah, we're all over the place yeah, yeah, with yeah. this tonight, but like, there's just so many movies that yeah. we've got going, and everything ties into something else. But yeah, Sherry Moon, I thought she was phenomenal. Like she, she was shined, straight up, yeah. straight up psychotic. Yeah. You know, she played it to a T. <laughs> and the, the bringing in what Robert Drake is it Richard, Robert? Richard Richard Drake. Richard Drake. Richard Drake. My bad. Richard Brake. Brake. I think it's Brake. Is it Brake? Yeah. Okay. Drake, not like Drake the singer. No, not like Drake the singer. Two different people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought it was the same guy for a second. Um, 
But yeah, I thought they did. A, he did a good job. He wasn't quite like family. He was yeah. like a family friend or something. But no, I, I think it was, I think he was like a brother, but not like he called him brother at yeah. one point. But I think it was one of those brother like friend brother. Things. Yeah, like he's but just a psycho been, from the neighborhood. He could have been a younger brother that they just never mentioned. Um, the but yeah, that was good. That was a lot of fun. Three from Hell was a good time. I like how and I like how Rob Zombie uses the same cast in his movies. Loyalty. The very loyal. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't see that with a lot of directors anymore you know so to be able to consistently have a role for somebody and something i think it's a good thing and it you know it shows the love from the actor as well too because if they're willing to come back and do another film with that director that says a lot for that director yeah so you know there's not i don't think there's too many people out there that can say they can have the same cast for every movie and you know still there be good blood (laughs) yeah d wallace which is unrecognizable. In yeah. The film, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you didn't even realize it was her. So I said, yeah. look at Dee Wallace. How, yeah. You know, they, they have her looking like it's, she's not like right. her usual, you know, you always picture like either horror movie wise, ET, ET, or Cujo. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, it's like one extreme or the other. Yeah. So, like, to see her not kind of like that, either that like modern horror housewife or you know crying her head off because her kid is you know having a seizure in the car right. she's kind of she's actually kind of like butch yeah she was butch in she that was brute, yeah like and she was brute like because she was kind of you know instigating and, and trying to get her hurt yeah baby hurt throughout the movie but that was good times um did you see the Banana Splits movie I did and that was fun that was fun I'll say it was very that fun. was definitely fun because yeah. like and I, you know, I had talked about that movie with my dad, and mm-hmm. I made him watch it too. And it's been all over, you know, sci-fi and whatnot. Anyway, but he was like, "That is so," you know. Yeah. He grew up on that show. Yeah. And so to see it as a horror movie, mm-hmm. he was like, "I can't even." He was like that. He was like, "That was crazy." He was like, "It kind of ruined my childhood <laughs> because of you know seeing those characters as like killers." It was a good one. It was an original flip to it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like everything else we've pretty much talked about tonight. Yeah. Everything's had its, Except you know, for Fed Cemetery. Yeah. Except, and my, you know, my, my liking too is that, oh, my cat's in it. Not not really, but yeah, my cat looks like it. Your cat did a better job. <laughs> Alexander Hawk loved that uh, the Banana Splits movie. He's the reason why I watched it. I, I, lo- I did. I loved it too. I, it was it was definitely, it was a good, it was a good time. Yeah. I remember you said you watched Ready or Not. I didn't check it out yet, but what was your opinion on that? That was that was fun too. Um, I had no interest whatsoever, mm-hmm. and Bobby wanted to see it, and that's what we did when it came out. We went to go see it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't too thrilled with it the first time around. And then we saw it a second time, and I was like, "Well, this actually, you know." By the time I get get into it, I'm like, "Oh, this actually isn't that bad." And I'm yeah. like, and then I seen it. A third time and then we watched it again on Thanksgiving so there was like number four so like the more I'm watching it the more it's starting to grow on me mm-hmm. and like I love how all the people are like either killed or injured mm-hmm. <laughs> while yeah. you know going through the the movie the yeah. process so I don't want to give it away because you know again might not be people might see not, it yeah. might, might see it but it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad movie to see. Mm-hmm. It was actually one of the better 
horror movies I've seen. You know, it was more original than a lot of the movies that are coming out. Right. You know, seeing it's been reboot or reboot city lately. Reboot city. They should reimagine more stories. That would be interesting. Take the take the the original core idea and spin it off into its own thing. Yep. That's when they make the better things. And again, when it's not money driven. Yeah, you can always tell when it's kind of money driven. What when there's a passion behind it, you got you know you can get you something can, better out of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely get something better, and you can almost feel it while watching the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm curious to see if there'll be another like a three from hell i know that was supposedly the book end to that trip to that to the trilogy of the family yeah but with those those three characters i feel like they could go off they could go off and do something else with that if they wanted to yeah and unfortunately like sid won't be sid i mean he wasn't even i think that's why they casted richard brig too i don't i don't think sid was well when production started on that it was kind of a little. It was a little. Difficult. There was so many. There was so many rumors. Yeah. About his health prior to like him being hospitalized and whatnot. Yeah. It's hard to know what's real, what's true, and what's not. Yeah. You know, because like after you know, God forbid, because he he all the weight he lost. Yeah. There was we a lot tell. of rumors really that he was really sick and. Yeah. You know, which was, again was like heartbreaking for me because I love Sid, so you know to hear all the the rumors, it's like. Just let the man do his thing, you know. Don't right count him out yet, and he's still alive and, and kicking. And if I remember correctly, they they he was one of those ones that they announced him that he passed a couple of days before he actually did. Yeah, I think um, it was also kind of tough and sad. I thought in the movie, spoiler alert, he doesn't make the entire film. Yeah, and there's and they like they, there's like the date of birth or whatever. He dies at eighty two, and he yeah. wasn't much older than well, just the whole thing of like showing like you know like the news reports of of, of, of captain spaulding dying yeah and like pictures of him with like you know the memorial memoriams that they usually put yeah. on the news not respectable memoriams yeah but like, you know the fact that oh so and so died blah 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 and in the, the same token that's kind of like as popular it's kind of the death of a character yeah, well, that because, that's what's so crazy because he died well, like a week after it came out or something, something like, like that, that, or a week before. It was very it was, close. Yeah, it was just either way. It was like not what people wanted to hear, you know, because oh, like with the, as big of a part as his character was in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, you know, it's like how are you going to go through and make a whole another movie, right, and not have Captain Spaulding as a prominent character in the movie? They did handle it pretty good though yeah i think they did too because like even with that they kind of threw people off because they said that they were going to bring in somebody else and have him be a clown as well to kind of like offset the spalding character clint howard Howard had more yeah they were gonna something like that but it was supposed to but he was supposed to be like the main character you know but they threw people off yeah you know, so that, you know, I guess, I don't know, so the movie wasn't leaked or whatever, or to throw people off the track of what was going on with yeah. it. But either way, like, Maybe it, they it get was, people's yeah, they, and yeah, they did. They definitely did. I mean, yeah. come on. Like you said, it was like the wait period between Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell coming out. That like movie was or something. maybe more. Not more, yeah. Because I think, I want to say Devil's Rejects came out in 2005. I'd say 
five, six, or seven. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely like two thousand five, two thousand six. It that came out. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely more than ten years in between. Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. Did they do a tribute to Sid? Was there any memorial at the end, dedication or anything? Well, actually, if he pa- if he passed after, there wouldn't have been. Yeah, after I think it was I think, but the movie wasn't released out. I think it was because it was released um, a video on demand and first before, first, theatrical, before yeah. and it didn't stay theatrical long because it was only out for a few days. Mm-hmm. And the DVD and Blu-rays didn't start coming out until after Christmas, True. so he was already pa- he had already passed before it was released yeah, to video. They did like a weird road show thing too. Yeah, we get like lim- I think there was a Q and A at the end of one of them, and then the other night it was a free poster, and I think on the yep. other night mm-hmm. it was something. There was else. something else, but yeah, like a frisbee, like back in the day. Yeah, something. The yeah, or the like you know glasses that say three from hell or whatever. I don't know what it was. I don't. I rock those. Hell I would yeah. too. Hell yeah. But it was just, I don't know, it was just weird. Just like to not see Spaulding as a prominent character. Yeah, it was tough. It was sad. But they handled it kind of with some dignity, you know what I mean? And it worked for the film. You know, they made it work for both reality and film, unfortunately. Um, Without even planning on it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think they kind of planned it a little bit. They had to. He wasn't looking too good. No, he wasn't. And And I was trying not to... Yeah. Put more thought into that than yeah. need be. I know. Rest in peace. Rest then. in peace. Definitely. Shock treatment loves you. Always. Always. Did you see Us? The Jordan Peele follow-up to Get Out? That was one of me and Bobby's first dates. Oh, really? Very nice. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, that might have been our first date. Yeah, that was our first date. Yeah. So we went and saw that, and uh, that was definitely interesting. Me I like my, Me and my lady... Went to go see that in theaters. Yeah, there's not many movies. Checkmate. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many movies <laughs> I, I actually want to actually go see in the theater anymore. Yeah. I'll wait till it comes out on video on demand to see it or, yeah. you know, or whatever streaming service I can find it on to before I watch it sometimes. Yeah. Cause, because, like, who wants to pay $14, literally, really, to go sit in the theater with overpriced sale butter popcorn and... You know, watch a movie mm. and then be disappointed. Amen. You know, I kind of yeah. Jordan Peele's kind of like a, one of the newer directors that if they they put something out, you can kind of depend on it being like entertaining. Yeah, least, it was, and it was it was definitely it was definitely that. Yeah. You know, there was there were laughs. Well, that voice yeah. that she does. Yeah, that like sc- a- that and that the screech that they do to like yeah. talk to one another. Yeah. Was that when I first when that first happened? I I literally I laughed. Yeah, I'm like, what in the hell is that, and why are they doing it? Yeah, and then when you realize that that's how they're communicating Mm -hmm. back and forth with one another, it's like that's kind of creepy. Yeah, I think that that if if they cut down on that voice a little bit more, it would have been more effective. Because like you said, I think there was so much of it that used to in this in the audience you're watching and you're like. Man, her voice, her fucking throat must have really hurt making this movie. Yeah. Like, I, doing all the takes of this and stuff and how much it's in the film, it's like, that must have been rough. I mean, you would have thought maybe at some point they might have recorded it and just, you know, they incorporated they the they audio well afterwards. So you know more about making films than I do, so. Yeah, because I'm the, I'm the <laughs> professional of that one. <laughs> but, but, I, but yeah, it was, it, it, it would, I think it would have been a little more effective if they cut it down and only used it for certain parts. 
I thought the look was really cool. There was that Lost Boys tie-in yep. in the beginning. I thought that was really nice. Um, Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah. I, the first time I gotta rewatch it because I it, it I, I did get a little confused with what exactly was going on. If it was supposed to be doppelganger people that are trying to take over their life, or yeah, I think like that's what it is. I think it's psychological thing. You know what I mean? It was. I, I think they because you know they they say everybody has a doppelganger anyway, yeah. and there. I've watched it several times, and yeah. there's still things that I pick up on each time I'm watching it, like the stuff with the rabbits, yeah. and you know, the scene like because she was a dancer, and then that scene where they come to a head, mm-hmm. and you see them dancing around, and the doppelganger is like literally being killed with each dance move. Yeah. So it's like good versus the good versus evil side like they have of shadows themselves. it was weird yeah, like, it, like it was... that was another thing like take another way you could take it is like that they were like a almost a demonic shadow people type thing yeah you know what i mean well like at the end when they're all standing yeah down the line yeah and that in itself was creepy well the kid the son like when he had that mask on yeah that was very creepy visual yep. i gotta give up big kudos to that and they, the the gloves, like they wore those weird, like cream, um, the like golf gloves. Yep, and that, the freaking scissors. Yeah, and the scissors was a nice touch. You don't see the scissors too often anymore as yep. weapons being used. That's a nice kickback to you know the older days, seventies yep. and before. Um, but yeah, I thought like the cream colored gloves. There was something about them that I just found very creepy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which was a nice touch to have him in there. I gotta rewatch it. Yeah, he's I very he's very good at changing you know picking different elements to like kind of focus on, make you focus on it but not focus on it i remember that i put i put five on yes he, he had awesome music in we it we would hear that like 20 times what on was serious radio they would play that over and over and over again the nwa song when the white family was getting with with, the, with when they were having the battle climactic scene mm-hmm. there was it or was it? It was NWA. In, I in believe. Get out or in, in us. In us. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it was NWA. Fuck the police. Oh, maybe. As she's asking Alexa to call the police. I, <laughs> I'd like to see Jordan Peele reboot Tales from the Hood. That'd be cool. Yeah, because the sequel sucked. Sequel was atrocious. Dog shit. Yes. Horrifying. I love that first movie. The first Very one cool. was phenomenal. Yeah. The second one was pure garbage. Ernest Dickerson, I believe, was the director. One of the directors. And then, oh man, I'm going to kick myself. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing good with names tonight. It's late. He actually didn't direct it. It was directed by the dude who did Fear of the Black Hat and uh, some other movie that was really cool. Uh, and I'm forgetting his name right now. Oh, Rusty Kandif? Maybe, I think. Yes, I think that's it. Um, and he should have done... I would like to have seen him do more things. But I think he returned to do the second movie. And some people, I think, collaborated on directing too, but uh, he didn't do all of it. And it was still kind of disappointing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think Jordan Peele would uh, do would do a good job with something like Tales from the Hood. He's doing the Candyman reboot. Yeah, I, I can't wait to actually see that. I heard Tony Todd's actually playing the Candyman in it. No, I heard they he's sh- coming back. Oh, uh, I thought I heard be... he was playing Candyman, which would be cool. I think that would be cool, too. It'd be nice for like them to do a reboot and actually take 
the original person who's yep. still old enough to do it. Because realistically, Candyman just kind of stood there creepy. It wasn't like he was running and around I can't, doing crazy things. I mean, it's like, but it's like any other horror movie, you know, growing up watching those movies. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't visualize anyone but Tony Todd playing Candyman. Yeah. Well, because his face. He's not wearing a mask. Yep. He's not wearing heavy makeup. That voice. The voice. There's, exactly. You, you cannot. It's that voice. You cannot replace that voice. And, and he's very intimidating because he's a tall guy. He's big. And he has that voice. It's just like intimidating. And, he's an intimidating and even, but like, even like, but when you meet him in person. Yeah, he's, sweetheart. He's, and he's not as intimidating. Yeah. Like I'm more, inti- I was more intimidated by Kane than I was by Tony. Right. So, it, you know, it just... When Kane's in interviews, he likes to talk about how he likes to scare everybody and... Play jokes. Get rough. And... Get rough. Yeah, he likes to get rough on set and stuff. So that's a little scary. But he's a gigantic pussycat himself. Yep. You know he, I mean? Yeah, he's running around playing jokes. I read about... Yeah. In, in his book, he was talking about, you know, having this stuff that smelled like farts and he would go yeah. up behind people and just spray it. And, yeah, yeah. You know... So everybody was looking like, where'd that come from? I worked with him on The Haunting of Alice D. He was no practical jokes, but he was really cool to work with and super nice, you know, very nice dude. Yeah, he is. And, you know, he's had a fantastic career. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that, you know, he probably never saw himself as being an actor type. No. (laughs) He's starting to do more now. Yeah. Out of makeup stuff, you know what I mean? Which is cool, too. Yeah. You know, you you get to see the man behind all those, you know, iconic characters. Yeah. Yeah, people don't give horror the credit it should for actors and stuff like that, but it's horror is pretty difficult to play, especially such physical horror. Yeah. Like like stuff Kane does, you know. But yeah, like he's getting, you know, he's at the Victor Crowley thing, which is another iconic role for him. You know, he doesn't really get to see his face, but he does play the father and I think the second one, maybe the third. Yeah, he's showed briefly. Yeah. But like he did like... um an Ed Gein reboot where, you know, you see, um, you see where he, without the makeup, I think he's, he has a small role in Monster. I know he did the effects on it. Yeah, he, he had a brief role in it. And then there was, He's getting um, ready for the Pet cemetery. Yeah, no kidding. She does it all the time, sitting here sneezing. <laughs> this is what happens when you have your pets in the studio. Cats, cats sneezing look like cats taking their last breath. Having a seizure or something. Yeah. It'll be all right, bud. Okay. She's looking like, what is going on right now? Don't be scared. Um, did you see Crawl? I saw it. And I, I, I don't, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. You See, know. I'm a sucker for creature features. It, we've seen it in the theater. I haven't, I own it, but I haven't watched it on Blu-ray yet at home. But in the theater, but I think everything's a lot better in theaters. You yeah, because I mean? you get to see more of it. I, I mean, it might be something I might have to, like, revisit and give it another shot. Yeah. Written by some hometown heroes, you know. I forget... Uh, Sean and I forget the brother's name and I'm not even going to attempt to murder their last name because it's a long <laughs> one um, and, but you know I thought that was good directed by Alexander Aja from like High Tension and Mirrors and Piranha 3D um, produced by Samuel Raimi yeah. classic um, it was a real fun creature movie you know you have to let your uh, your imagination run wild with you you know what I mean yep. for certain things like None of them would have made it out of that basement in real life. Yeah. Um, you know, situations like you'd see, you'd see the, the alligator 
grab like a grown man and rip him to shreds in like two seconds. But yep. it grabbed the girl and did like the death roll with her, and all she got was a cut on her leg. You yeah, know, stuff like that's yeah, a little like, far fetched. Yeah, but it was still a very fun creature movie. So if you can put your 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 uh, what do you call it? Your I, like, I think with me a lot of the reason too like. I don't know about you, but, mm-hmm. like, if for me to watch movies sometimes, I got to be in the right frame of mind. And, like, if there's one thing that's, like, off and you're having, like, a bad day and you try to watch something, yeah. it might not necessarily be what yeah. you were expecting if you're not in the right frame of mind to actually sit and watch that movie. Yeah. So, like, I might have to sit and watch it again and yeah. give it another shot. Yeah, if you, you got to put your imagination hat on big time with that one, <laughs> you know, and don't take it as a real film. Yeah, because you know, like I mean, I, and that was like a lot of my thing with it too, with the stuff that was happening with yeah. the characters. I'm like, are you serious? Like, come on. But it was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was original. You know, I haven't seen an alligator movie since what Alligator back in the seventies or whatever, you know? <laughs> whatever it was. Um, but like, it's good. I always like those creature type movies that can be somewhat realistic like the anaconda movies or yeah people hate them but i love them because like i'm horrified of a gigantic snake i don't like i don't like yeah. normal size snakes exactly. so never Mondo. seeing that sucker coming at me i'm out if it doesn't kill me <clears throat> i'm out exactly exactly i've seen a video of a anaconda taking like down a gigantic deer yeah to swim up next to it and the thing fucking grabbed it by the neck like lifted it off the ground and like swirled it up. I don't like hearing those stories like about these big ass snakes and they're you I know see, they're talking the about them that people people sw- you know getting swallowed by snakes and yeah. that when they 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 size you up yeah and to figure out just how much they need to open up their mouths to like swallow you whole like I would never leave my baby in a room with a snake. I heard a story once of a girl who had a python and. She was every time she was sleeping with it or something, you may, right? Maybe you told me this, and every time she'd lay down in bed, it would lay up next to her, and she thought it was sick, and and she went to the vet, and she said, you know, every time I lay in bed, it curls up next to me and just lays there, like like stretched out my whole body. You know, is it is it dying or what's the story? And they said, no, it's sizing you up to eat you. Yeah, yeah. I think it might. It probably was me. It could have been, yeah, but yeah. like I've read that like several times, Horrifying. and it makes me not ever want to have a snake ever again in my home yeah when people have those big snakes like in the fish tank with like a brick like on top like the only thing keeping them from getting strangled because not even like if i it's... had at one time in yeah. my life i had an eight and a half foot yes yeah, too that's too long that's too much red tail boa this sucker was in a tank i have one of them in my pants actually <laughs> i'll let cat be the judge of that okay. one but I had one that was, like, yeah. in a tank the size of my friggin' dresser. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, and this was in my bedroom. That's horrifying. You'd like to live like, on the edge, huh? Like, sacrifice day was not a pretty thing. Yeah, I believe it. And the thing is, is it's not, you don't get it, like, you don't get to worry so much of it, just, of it swallowing you. Just the fact that it could wrap around your neck and just kill you. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. Like and, that's like, I'd be more worried about that. My sister, my dad, they used yeah. to love to take this damn thing out and like walk around with it around their shoulders. I'm like, yeah, no, not doing it. I, yeah, when I I remember I went. I I didn't even like you know having a, a little like ball python on me. Yeah. No, we the family no. the family went to a zoo once and we all got a big picture with like it across our shoulders and like it. I wasn't anywhere near that head. Or the middle. I get right by the tail, the very end of the yep, tail. Yeah, where you can't really where get it hurt. can't wrap around my neck. Yep. Because that's the thing is, like, even, like, the bite suck. It eating you sucks. But I don't think people realize that if it quickly just wrapped around your neck, 
break your and neck you can, like that, you're dead. And like even with like just having them on your arms, when they start to wrap themselves yeah, around you, you feel that the pressure. pressure. Yeah. So. I can only imagine what that's going to feel like around my throat. So well, I'm good. The good thing is you don't feel it for too long. Yeah, exactly. Because you're going to be out <laughs> you cold. Eventually, you eventually don't feel When they break your neck, you don't feel Yeah, you're not feeling anymore. nothing because it's going to be, you know, you're, by that time your head's going to be in its mouth. Horrifying. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Nightmares from now, from this conversation. <laughs> well, you know, that's what we like to bring with yeah, the show, exactly. nightmares. That's what we're all about here, the shock treatment. You're going to need it after this conversation. Yeah. Um, did you check out Midsommar? I did, and I actually really liked that. It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, like... It's not a good thing to watch a movie like that where you have to, like, really pay attention to things in the yeah. background after working a 12-hour shift, which is, it you know, what I did. Bright, too. Yeah, yeah, and I'm laying here at, like, 8 o'clock at night trying to watch this movie and, like, fighting, dozing off, mm-hmm. but... I was like, oh, this is actually not bad. And then I rewatched it. And then I rewatched it again. Yeah. And I'm like, picking, you know, it's like, like I said, you pick up on things each time you watch a movie that you right. might not have necessarily seen the last time. So I'm like, this actually is pretty damn scary. And yeah. I'm glad, you know, I'm not the one that had to be in that situation because I probably would have been killed off pretty quick. Been tough, yeah. 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 It was like a, um, it was like the Wicker Man on drugs, you know what I mean? Literally, on drugs. Literally. Like, I would not have wanted to drink anything in that village. I think um, I think Ari Aster, the guy who wrote and directed it, is kind of like the future of horror. Because uh, it, yeah, Hereditary didn't come out in 2019, but Hereditary was probably one of the best horror movies in the last, like, ten years. Yeah. I love Hereditary. I, I agree. I do, too. Yeah. Very I, dark. And that little girl that, you know, played Charlie in that. She's great. starting to make her, you know, convention circuit. So I'm oh, like, really? I'm hoping that. Oh, I'd love to meet her. That'd yeah, be cool. me too. I just because you know she's so young, and you know, to great, see what she's got a unique look. Yeah, you know what I mean. And she doesn't even really look like that. Like that. Like I'm sure the they similarities, did. but not completely. They made her look like Vigo the Carpathian a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> did. Yeah, the, um, the, the little female version. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's no spoil now, but when her head, when she they hit that telephone pole, man, yep. I was like, you don't see that coming. Yep, exactly. That, and I think that was right there is where I really fell in love. I liked how like you don't you weren't really seeing witchy cult movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now that, and now, but that's his like bread and butter. You know, because even Midsommar is a cult movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, that was cool to see Midsommar. How like it was all done in in the light. Usually, your horror movies are in the dark. Yeah. So it was like, and there was that. Was very, everything was very bright. And there was something very scary how they were all on drugs that you were being you were almost being locked up by the drugs. Yeah. Like you, you like you were escape. on them too. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't escape. And the, the 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 way he shot the tripping tripping on shit yeah was very kind of not that i've ever tripped on any type of drug you see yeah me neither but, but... but it was very realistic to like what tripping is which i it's the most realistic i mean tripping just I've like where, when they show that the villagers going up onto that cliff yeah and them hitting it and like nobody's even batting an eyelash like this is something that you know they they see on a normal you know next show is in 15 minutes yeah, type yeah. deal <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, like, weird. that's how yeah. cults are. You know, it's weird, and they started picking off the people. You know, I, I very much like his. I think he does. Like I said, I think he's one of the future 
horror people. Definitely. I would. I, I can't wait to see more from him. And I like the cult. I like how it dips into those cult things because I always find those creepier. Uh, like there's more, so many of them than, out there well yeah so. it's scarier than a Freddy Krueger because like Freddy Krueger you know isn't going to really come to you in your dreams but yep. cults of crazy people that think that their way's right and they'll kill you for their way like they're out there yep, you know they what definitely I mean? are out there so it's like that's a lot more creepier um, I loved Hereditary that was such a great movie yeah it really yeah. was that whole movie was like a masterpiece I thought People said Midsommar was better than Hereditary, and I had to beg the difference. I, I that. Midsommar was good, but I, I really think Hereditary was better. It was a two. masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yeah. Loved it. I'm curious to see what he does next, though. Like, because I feel like he, he just makes cult movies, which is like it, there's nobody else doing it. Yeah, so you know like stick, I mean? with, stick with so it. Stick and, and you do a give great us, job with yeah, it. Yeah, and give us something that there's not everybody, you know, for mm -hmm. a 10 mile radius putting out that's the same. You'll watch people are going to start popping up doing or trying fake Ari Aster movies. Yep. It'll be it'll become one of those things. I almost feel like he Ari Aster's mastered in a way, you know, feel and theme wise what that Robert Eggers dude is trying to do. What he did like The Witch, yeah, and stuff. And he took it. I think he almost probably took a different direction with the Lighthouse because he knows that Ari Aster is doing it superb. So like, why try and do them anymore? But the witch was a big letdown. It's yeah, but it's but it's still nice to see originality as opposed to. Well, I give Eggers a lot of credit for the lighthouse because that is such a flip of what everybody else is doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I give big kudos to that, and I was going into it hard on it because I did not think that the witch deserved any of the hype that it got. And as a filmmaker, you know, I'm biased in a way like that where I see something that's like, you know. You know, people praising the nuts off of it, but it's like, this it's really that isn't great. that great, guys. You know what I mean? Like, so when I see that, and then they have other films come out, I'm harder on it as a fan, but I like The Lighthouse. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I was really surprised. I'm interested to see his next thing. You know what I mean? Um, did you, did you didn't get a chance to see Parasite, did you? I haven't seen that one yet. That's next on my list of movies to watch. Oscar, uh, nominated film. Which is big for horror. The Lighthouse was actually nominated for an Oscar for, uh, Best Cinematography. It'd be nice to actually see some horror movies win an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, the closest I think I we'll ever get is maybe, uh, Silence of the Lambs yeah. or, like, I think didn't Get Out win. I think it did, but. It's kind of horror. It's, it'd be nice to see more horror in it there. would be, but that ain't, ain't going to happen. Not in best picture categories. No. Maybe special effects or something. Yeah. You know I mean? But it, ta it would take like a special type of horror movie. It would take like a real, I don't know, like a psychological, like society, the horrors of society type horror movie. I'm sure somebody can put Oh, it could be figured out. out. Yeah. Hereditary should have won an Oscar. I think Boom. so. You know and what I, I mean? And I love Tony Collette. Great in so, that movie. Yeah. Gabriel Burns was really good yep. in it. The son was really good in it. I remember the son said he was getting PTSD trauma after making that movie. Yep. Which was great prep. Great, great, great press. press for the fucking yep. movie. Um, and the daughter, that's cool that she's coming around. I hope she comes around here. I'd like to meet her. Yeah, I think I, I want to say it's that convention in New Jersey that got her um, Mad Monster Party yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. I want to say it's that one. Mm -hmm. I But I saw that. You liked Mar as well, right? Like I didn't. I like did, I, but I love Octavia Spencer, so I'm well, kind of biased. Well, that's I will say that 
she was the best part of the film, and she acted her heart out. Yep. But the movie that she was it in wasn't, wasn't supporting good. her. It was a it was badly written. It was just very mediocre. Um, and the directing of it was kind of mediocre. Like the setup of the story and all that was really mediocre. But she acted her heart out. Yeah. She did a good. I'll give it up to her. She did yeah, a great job. She did. I think because she, she she did she carried that whole movie. She did. Which is saying a lot. And I, I'm by no means an expert, but yes, she carried that movie. <laughs> she did, by, for sure. Absolutely for sure. But the Parasite film, we checked out the Parasite film, uh, was it like two weeks ago maybe it was? And um, very good foreign film. You know, the foreign foreign films, it was a South Korea, I think, uh, is where they made it. So I'm starting film. to get into a little more into like the foreign films because they're a lot more graphic than... They are movies from the states well they're they're and they're like ratings are different. Are different they're rated yeah certain countries will be will be completely cool with cool with gore some will be completely cool with all sexual stuff you know yep. what i mean and then you come to america and there's a lot of um a lot of censorship red, and shit you know red tape I mean? a lot of red you can't tape. cross this you can't cross that yeah but that story was like it was a really cool twist twisty type movie um it dealt a lot with class you know, rich and poor. That was a big theme in it. Um, and, you know, some of those foreign films, like, they go in these crazy, whoop, crazy directions and stuff, yeah. like, real quick. And that, you know, the same with that, with Parasite. Um, like, three quarters in, like, you're following a story and you're like, okay, this is, like, what we're dealing with. This is the story. And then all of a sudden, like, whoosh, sharp turn, you know yeah. what I mean? Whoa! And this is like, where'd that here. come from? Yeah, and then there was two of the, two of those big, uh, big ones, but that was, um, I can see why it's nominated. I don't think it'll win Best Picture. I think it can very well, probably will win, win Best Foreign Picture at the Academy Awards yeah. tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, it was a really cool psychological film. I throw it in the horror category. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can. With psychological horror, you can kind of... Yeah. Thriller, you, I consider that to be horror, you know? Yeah, because it's all stuff that might not necessarily be true, but could happen. It's true. So. Amen. Amen. You never know. There's a lot of psychos out there. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> Did you... You didn't check out Dr. Sleep yet, right? I started watching it. Fell asleep. <laughs> Yeah, I fell asleep during Doctor Sleep. So. Well, you know, it's in the title. Yeah. So what can you do? I was very hesitant to go see it. I was gonna, I was not gonna go see it because I love Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I read the book Doctor Sleep as well beforehand. Um, Mike Flanagan, who wrote and directed it, he's he's been getting a lot of like praise lately. Um, he did The Legend of Hell House, which I didn't see. A lot of people either. love that Oculus. He did. He's also a local filmmaker. He's from Massachusetts. Um, and I was just kind of like, eh, you know, like they really should, why do they really need to, you know, anything shining such a great movie to me that like anything kind of, which it isn't a reboot or anything. I was kind of, I, I was kind of hoping that they brought back Danny's character by the original actor yeah. to bring him back into it and not. I don't know where that came. He was doing conventions. He was doing conventions because I know he was at Scaricon a couple of times. Yeah, there was one. The the one thing I'll say that I didn't like about Doctor Sleep is there's a time, and it really is great. Uh, It really was a great film. It tied in The Shining into it really well. 
um, Ewan McGregor as Danny's character, which he yeah. did a great job with that. They introduced kind of a new kid with the Shining into it. I won't go too deep into it. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. I got up. I got up to the point where they had gotten that young girl out of the movie theater. Yeah, and they were on the beach performing okay. whatever the they were doing. Yeah, and after that, every I was when I fell asleep. So I got to rewatch it because yeah. I was into it up to it's good that I, was, point. I was like blown away at how good it was you know what I mean but there's a part in there where they actually go back to the overlook which is very cool yeah you know because it's like they're stepping in a time machine back into it which was very cool um but let's just say they bring back a character from the Kubrick version the old lady in the tub right no that was done nicely Yes, but, like, that's all I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, because I haven't seen the whole thing yet. And it's somebody else playing somebody that you'll know. Um, and it, that was the weakest part of it. Because it was just, like, the, I believe it's the kid Elliot from E.T. Grown up. Yeah. Playing one of... The characters. One of the most famous characters from the original Kubrick Shining film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, probably Jack Torrance. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Type role. So it, it was, yeah, it was him playing him. And, like, I, I dug, like, where they were going with it and where they put him. Like, it made sense and it was cool. But that, there was just, it was another one of those situations where, like, it would have been so much better if they got a no-name person to do it. Yeah. Because when you see the kid, you're like, oh, fucking, that's the kid from E.T., and it kind of takes you out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was my only gripe with the whole movie. Uh, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of the best movies of last year. Probably the best horror movie of last year. Yeah, because it's, like, like I said, horror movies are far and few between for a long time. And yeah. now it's there's a lot more coming out. So It's truth. It's it's good because like a lot of like a lot of the movies are more, obviously, more into horror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like comedy movies. And it takes a lot for me to actually want to spend my money and go to the theater to see a movie. Right. So if something's actually going to catch my attention and get me into a theater, you're there. I'm there. Right. Was uh, there any other films that you horror movies last year that you watched? You wanted to mention? Um, Escape Room. I don't know. Even Ooh. really know if that was last year. That might have been the year before. I think it was early. I think it might have been early last but year. But it might that have been. was that was really good. And if you haven't seen that, I would definitely check it out. That you know. That, yeah. I didn't see it, yeah. but I seen the trailer for it, and the trailer looked really cool. It was kind of like, um, kind of cabin in the woods, in the sense of like big operation out mm-hmm. of a small thing. Yeah, like you think it's something really small, and then you find out it's almost Matrix like, where yep. like they're like going into yeah, like different where aspects. They, yeah, like it's like, like yeah, just like a weird thing, like. You think you're in a room, but, like, it's a whole universe around you type thing of, like, all types of craziness. Yep. And then I saw, I, I actually, you know, Annabelle Comes Home wasn't Oh, bad. yeah. It was all right? I, I thought it was decent. I liked how, you know, they actually show the museum and all the different artifacts yeah. that, you know, they've collected over the years mm-hmm. in that museum. And, you know, the story that, how Annabelle got there and yeah. how she... The curse that was with that particular artifact, how it triggered everything else that yeah. was in that room and affected it. So, you know, they put a nice twist on that for the Annabelle, you know, conjuring yeah, yeah. universe, as they're calling it now. I'll have to check it out. I kind of, I've gone as far as Conjuring 3, 
An insidious three. I haven't even seen Conjuring. Is Conjuring three out? It did come out already. Oh, if it didn't, then I'm only as far as Conjuring two. I've seen two. I'm at. I've seen all the Annabelle movies. Which is the they all? I'm getting. I, they all turn into one big the franchise. Com- yeah. Thing. Which is the one where it's like in Britain. And That's Conjuring two. The ghoul is like a dude in a chair coughing. That's Conjuring two. That was creepy. That was, that was creepy really as creepy. Hell. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I didn't see part three. I've only seen Conjuring two. And I don't even know which in and then that, which well, and then I seen that too, and then I I didn't realize that the Curse of La Lorna yeah is part of that whole Conjuring universe. Oh really? Too. Yeah. Huh. So that's like a Mexican that kind of story, I think. Yeah, but that threw me off because it's got Annabelle. Does it? Yeah, she makes Weird. an appearance. Like Weird. so, I didn't realize that that whole thing was part of the universe. Bobby pointed it out. No, oh, good job, Bobby. Because <laughs> I know that the the Annabelle thing I think was kind of played to death a little bit yeah you know what i mean isn't there two of them two annabelle spinoffs annabelle spinoff god there's so there's there's like three or four yeah all together i think it's like the fast and the furious yeah they just keep they just keep going even though they start to become crap after a certain amount the fast and the furious is what they call how they make those movies yeah fast now and yeah furious now it's just about the money. Well, it's funny is that, um, well, James Wan was doing one of them, um, how The Rock and, like, Vin Diesel don't get along. Yep. So, like, now there's two, like, different, two different, like... They went, they took Jason Statham the and The Rock and whatever, with the Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs, yeah. Yep. Which I, I'd, I'd assume Hobbs, I heard Hobbs and Shaw was actually good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I watched yeah. it just because of the fact that I've seen all the other ones I made as well. You yeah, know, I, I hear you. Yeah. See this series through. Right, right. <laughs> And uh, Statham's fun. The Rock's good. I yeah. usually enjoy The Rock. I love Jason Statham. You know, I've, I've seen all, pretty much every movie that he's been in. Yeah. Since the Transporter and Off Snatch and mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, he, he, it's not like he's a a new player in the game. They're all old players. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, was there any any other film? Oh God, Brightburn. A lot of people give that a lot of crap, but I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's different. It is. You know, like the evil superhero. Was that ja- was that James Gunn's answer? I know he just produced it. Was that his answer to being fired from Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that I, what that I, was? I think so. His family's all over it. There's like three yeah. guns. There's like three guns. Like two guns wrote it. And I think a gun directed it or something. Yeah, I they the family all came back together. Which is good. I thought man. it was. It's I good. thought it was. Uh, you know, decent for you know all the crap that I got. That how horrible it was, and yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Like I like the dark superhero t- take there too. Like what? What if like superheroes were real type deal? Well, yeah. What if superheroes really did become bad? And which they probably would in real life, realistically. Yep. You do. You can only do so much good before you're, before they, um, before you snap completely and get before evil. Before they don't appreciate it anymore. Yeah. It's just expected of you, and then eventually, you know. And then it's like, screw you. Exactly. I'm gonna do my thing now. That's how I felt when I was a superhero. Now I'm a supervillain. <laughs> I, I I'll take that villain role <laughs> any day. It's probably more fun. Yeah. You know. Sometimes. But yeah, so that was our picks or our opinions of some of the most. Beloved films in the horror genre for 2019. 2019. Seeing we're just a little bit late. We're a little bit late. (laughs) But like Cheech Marin says in Ghostbusters, better late than never.